I like it, I like it, I like it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Soccer on and whisper through. <laughs> Welcome back to also the Big Six, everyone. It's been quite a while, and um, I thought we were going to start with a bang today after the Arsenal versus Manchester United cracker. It's been a hell of a weekend for football. I must say, we watched um, Arsenal versus Chelsea on Saturday, and that was how how do I put it? It was um underwhelming. But thank God, uh, Michael Tata <laughs> has come to save um, football today. So um, um, I'm I'm glad to welcome my guest with you, Scott Williams, on the podcast. He's a renowned Arsenal fan. It's good to have you, Scott. Oh, thank you for inviting me. It's, it's wonderful to talk to you, especially after <laughs> Very wonderful. I think a great that, win like that. Yeah, exactly. That was the perfect way to end the weekend, isn't it? Or was it it? Yeah, it, yeah, it started kind of dull, right? With the the Chelsea Liverpool, like man, like those teams so mid table. So yeah. I'm glad yeah. a cracking yeah. finish. <laughs> I think that's what you expect actually from watching mid table teams. Yeah, that's what that's what we've come to expect. <laughs> so, it, was, it was so good. Yeah. Then um, I wanted to make a point that. Do Arsenal really have a shot at the title before getting to before getting to it fully? Do Arsenal have a shot at the title? Yeah, I mean, well, they've got a, a five-point lead right now with a, a game in hand on Manchester City. So, I mean, I think you have to say that they have a chance. I mean, I think it's still probably 50-50 at this point. I mean, Manchester City are still a legitimately scary team. But with this kind of a lead and... I mean, I don't know. You keep looking at Arsenal right now and like you, you think about all the reasons you could have doubted them and they have passed every test that has come up to them. Yeah. That they've, you know, basically come up with this season. Like they're 50 points at the halfway mark. Mm-hmm. 50 points. Like if you can't say that that's title worthy and yeah, the, you know, the numbers back it up too. Like this team is just legitimately good. Mm-hmm. I think I saw I saw something that um, right now at this stage of the season we are we are performing better than the Invisibles were based on the points and our standing. Team, yeah, this team is in a, a very good spot. Yeah, I think yeah, I think the Invincibles at this point or at 19 games were like 13 wins and six draws. So yeah, Arsenal are definitely ahead of them right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is legitimately could be like the best points total that Arsenal have ever gotten type range right now. Yeah, yeah. So what? What? Let, before let's get to the pregame. Um, every all the buzz around the game before it started because we're here in now going. Oh, um, we stopped them at Ultra Four without Casemiro. We can do it again. I, I have Scott McTominay. I've trained them. We know what to do. We have plans and everything. So, what was his plan? I don't know. Were you since you're a statistical guy and you have an eye for tactics? Did you, did you spot anything that I was trying to do with Scott McTominay? I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't really notice too much Scott McTominay. I mean, he had one. You know, his his shot in the first half was was decent, but you know, it was well saved by Ramsdale. Other than that, it didn't really seem like there was a lot coming from McTominay. I thought just the, their midfield in general was pretty weak overall. Yeah. Um, I thought this was a, a, a pretty bad Ericsson game. I think, you know, the plan was probably to try to exploit any space that Arsenal left behind. You kind of looked at the first match, and I think that was one of the few times this season where I think Arsenal looked naive. 
So after Arsenal got their opener or the, the equalizer um, at Old Trafford, I think they got a little bit too carried away pushing forward. And, you know, United were able to, to hit them on the break a few times, but there just wasn't the same space left this yeah. match. Um, I thought that, you know, the back line did really well to cut out any of the danger spots. There was a couple of chances, you know, where, where Rashford um, potentially had some space to run into. And, you know, that's going to happen with a player as good as Marcus Rashford. But I think overall, like, this is probably as, as good as you can handle that and really kept it to just those kind of almost moments. But yeah. definitely no real clear chances for Manchester United today. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that was fair, actually. And I think um, I, I, I'm looking at your um, Canon stats now, your um, blog, and I'm seeing that after the 60th minutes... Okay, before we even get into all of that... I want to start from the um, lineup. Let's go. To, let's check the lineup. Yes. I started with um, our basic four three three or thereabouts or four two three one. Either way, we started with Ramsdale in post in the post. Ben White, Saliba, Magalis, Zinchenko, Martin Odegaard, Thomas Partey, Shaka, Bukayo Saka, and Ketia and Gabriel Martinelli. I want to start with Alexander Zinchenko. My word, what a player! This guy. <laughs> I know, man. He ran the game from left back. How do you do that? Who does that? Who does from left back? He was everywhere. I think I, I don't know who said. I think I saw it from Andrew Allen. He said Zinchenko does not run, he teleports around the pitch. And that it's I was trying to like look at it today. You can see him at left back. All of a sudden, you see him on the right wing, the soccer. You see him at it was basically everywhere. How is there a particular way to stop something like that? If you are much saying yeah, I mean, yeah, like there's no way, like if you're trying to like man mark him or something like that, yeah, there was lots of time. Where he was like popping up at number 10 spot, you know, being able to kind of pull the strings, do those kinds of things. Like, dude, he was just absolutely everywhere being able to do everything. I know I remember I looked at the stats before he joined Arsenal and like I was blown away by something when you watch it week in and week out. Some of just the, he just invites the pressure to come to him. Yeah. And then he just seems to get better when there's like players around him and he gets, you know, he doesn't let anybody speed him up. He definitely dictates his own space and speed to be able to do things. I, that guy is just amazing. And like the passion that he has, like, did you just the, his celebrating yeah. for that goal? Like it was like him goal. winning the World Cup. Yeah, it was just absolutely great. And I, I love every moment watching him. Like, yeah, you, you'll never know where he steps up. And I think that's one of the things to point out is that um, I thought Hardy and Jacka did excellent to be able to cover for him, to allow him to go do all of those things that he wanted to go do around the pitch. Mm -hmm. And I think the point we're making about his celebrations, I think particularly this week, it's very important to restate that because Pep Guardiola is going on and on about all week, about some of his players that are too comfortable already, that they've won, I think, is it five league titles and whatnot, that everybody's happy in his words. Um, I'm sipping, they're sipping caviar and everything is rosy and stuff that they're too comfortable. <laughs> but is it not, is it not refreshing to see that Zinchenko, after like, I think four or three league titles with City, he still looks like he hasn't won a single thing and he's agile and still energetic and still going for it. After that, I think I saw his um, statement after the game, he said that uh, he told the players that he wanted to win the league, that we're going to win the league. That I love them, we're laughing, and now everybody's not, no one's laughing at us. No one believes nobody's it. laughing at him. <laughs> God did, the only God did. <laughs> then, um, the United starting 11, they had Walt Wurgos, Rashford, Fernandez, Anthony, McTominay, Ericsson, Shaw, Martinez, Varan, Wambisaka, and 
David De Gea. Before going, I just want to welcome my um, co-host Afalabi to the show. Um, he, he was just able to join in now. Welcome, Afalabi. Thank you for having me. I'm sure you are going to be sad this weekend. Scott is a is a staunch atleta outer. He's a staunch atleta. No, 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 no. He cannot be happy. He cannot be happy. He has been. this guy. This guy. This guy hates atleta more than the devil himself. This guy. This guy. This guy. So you know, you know the problem. Okay, what you know the problem? I feel I'm one of the people that pushed. I don't know. Arsenal fans. I didn't want you guys to accept mediocrity. Yeah, when he was not doing well. I was criticizing him. Yeah, it's fine. That's how you do it. Afolabi is not doing well. Afolabi, something is not going. Well. You have to criticize. Afolabi, but kudos to him. He turned it around. You were, you were saying. Yeah. I remember when he outed Obamian. You were saying, "Who is Ateta? Who is Ateta that is outing Obamian? Go the boots winner. This that was. What did Ateta you, achieve in his career? Are you not going to? Those are the things. I'm going to talk about. Ah, I supported Danny Jaka. That was a story for another day. That's a story for another day. Okay, let's go and actually welcome on board. Um, I think people were trying to make um Afolabi, what was Casemiro's absence? I think it was actually true. It's played a huge um, it could have played a huge difference, yeah. even though I feel like we would have still removed them either way. But I think it actually made a difference for um, United and definitely. Uh, yeah, but their coach went on saying, I think actually he's going to want to encourage his players and not want them to have the psychological uh, factor in their mind that, oh, Casimo is not around and stuff like that. But the fact is still that he, he said it that they could play without us, with, without Casimo rather, and they had, they had beaten mm-hmm. us before without Casimo, but they were not able to do that. So, like, how, how, do you, how do you think they missed him? How much of a miss was it to them, do you think? Oh, oh it was a big miss. A big miss. Because and the thing is that it's not like it's not like some of those Arsenal players in which you have guys in and out, some guys ready as backup. You know, McTominay, I don't think he was ready for, for this stage. If yeah. you had McTominay as a backup against teams like Quam, you know, but at this stage against big leaders, he was not ready at all to feel that as yeah. good. You understand? And that's so, why they missed him in there, especially for that third group. People were just blaming Bisaka about. Uh, yeah, Matumine made that mistake on that on that last goal and just yeah. left Bissaka on two v one situation. So little things like that. I think it was a transition. Now I think we just won the ball back and Chosad went steaming. Yeah, in. someone someone slipped instead of just waiting. Yeah, in front of the in front of the attack. Yeah, someone slipped and just gave them an easier an easier two v one. Yeah. Then um there was this battle, Scott. Um, this battle, Rashford and Ben White. I think Ben White was off it today, and I'm really glad he came off when he did. Actually, what what do you think about his performance? Yeah, I think that that does call it right, right? And you know, you see, like he got that early yellow. It felt like he didn't quite have everything, and I think you know you wanted to kind of think about you know Rashford is United's main threat, and he is like in like absolute peak form right now. Like, that shot that he took earlier was, like, I don't think you could really see something placed any better. And I think it was probably the the right call. You think about who's our best one-on-one defender, and mm-hmm. I, I think you would be hard-pressed to pick anybody other than um, Takahiro Tomiyasu. Like, he is probably the best. And even then, um, Rashford was able to, you know, make it tough against him. But I think that was certainly the right call, and it quieted Rashford down um, quite a bit, where he was seeming to have a lot of joy against Ben White early in the first half. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think going back to that shot, I think I've seen here that you said he had that shot had a two percent goal probability for an average player. Two percent. Wow. And at the end of the day, Arsenal finished the game with I think two points over two XG and United at 0.39 XG. How do you want to win a football match with that? That is haram now. Isn't is that not haram? If they want that much, yeah. But that's not cheating. It was cheating now. That is around now. Who wins the match with 0.39 The fact that they scored two goals with that amount of energy is still unfair. But actually, it was He actually does a style. But I'm seeing a lot of United fans coming away from the game like, oh, we went toe-to-toe with them. Oh, we, we actually tried. Oh, no, bro, you did not do anything. We had about 63 touches in your in your box compared to you, I think, 19 or eight or 12 or there. Uh, but, but that's their style now. That's what they did against City. That's what they've been doing. For, at, even during David Moyer's time and Co. That's their style. Especially against Arsenal, too, actually. It was always the counter. So yeah, towards the end of that match... Teams that can press them and hold the ball. Yeah. Well, either way, we came we came away with the win. Um, Aflabi, since seeing that yeah. your team Chelsea got Mudrik and we got Trossard after the little cameos from both of them, um, Mudrik yesterday and Trossard today, who do you think who do you think got the better player and the better value for money? The better player and the better value. That's two diff- two two questions. Yeah, um, yeah, two different <laughs> questions. <laughs> yeah, because you got him for you got him for a bargain. For sure, mm-hmm. because of his issues at Brighton. Okay. We all know that. Because even players like Mitoma, I mean, even Kukurela, Brighton will have sold him for 60. Oh, there you know. yeah. But he got it for a bargain. So, that's that's the value part. But Modric is definitely the better player. And I think he has the higher ceiling. Better, better uh, potential, yeah, the higher ceiling. Yeah, that's true. So, but, but you can't judge, well, we'll see, but you can't judge Modric even now. Next season, when the when the squad is complete, when we get a midfielder, everybody's back from it. You get likes of Rhys James, you know, you get likes of, likes of Chiu. You see, you see the magic just before from Roman Abramovich. This guy, okay, I've I've heard you, Afolabi. I've heard you. This guy thought. <laughs> I have heard you, Afolabi. Um, <laughs> Scott, um, I wanted to make the point. Um, Trossard, he came on, and although he might not have the the pace or burst that um, Martinelli has, or yeah, or possesses, were you impressed by his cameo and his? Yeah. The... Go on, go on. Yeah, go on. Scott. Think about or. Uh, for the last month, like this is something that Arsenal have been crying out for because you look across the front line and it seems like everybody at that 65-70 minute mark is just running out of energy a little bit because the way that Arsenal play, it, it demands a lot of pressing to close down the center backs, to close down the full backs, to always be trying to cut out the passing lanes. And that just, you know, it's a lot to be able to do week in, week out. And to be able to have somebody that, it's not just a, a warm body, but somebody that you actually trust to be able to come on is huge. Like you could just be able to see that. And it just felt good that us to bring in. And I thought that, you know, his, his, he had a couple there right at the end where his touches were just beautiful. He was keeping that ball kind of just like on a string between his toes and like kind of going in and out of the Manchester United defenders. And 
he had the uh, you know I think a, a a part to play in the build up to the final third goal there. So yeah, I thought this was an uh, a very perfect um, kind of encapsulation of what Trossard is brought in to be able to do and what he's going to be able to add to this Arsenal team. Yeah, yeah, hopefully there's more of that going forward. I was really impressed with his um, showing in that tight space at the end of the game when Ian Nketiah were trying to waste time and he was like only him against three players and he was just moving the ball in between his feet. was really, really impressed with that. But going, going on from that, Arsenal won 3-2. Very, um, you see that last goal, that last Nketiah goal, as if it was Old Trafford, they were going to cancel out that goal. Definitely. They were, that goal was definitely going to be ruined. No, out. no, it was not sorry. It was he, tricky as well. I didn't see it well, but the way I knew it was not like, we know Saka played him on now. We know the PGMOL. We know the referees. We know them at all travel. It, it's not today now. <laughs> it's not today now. They would have got... Uh, did you see that um, Sky did not firstly show us um, Zinchenko's on-site? They didn't firstly show us that one now. The, I just knew it, that they were going to want to do one, one or two things in that place and turn it upside down for us. Those guys, thank God, we are, we are, we are, we are better than that, right? I now. actually thought that you thought what? I thought I was offside too. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. Offside. I was definitely worried um, that I wasn't fully celebrating. You know, I, I celebrated when the goal went in, and I was like, "Ooh, that looks really close." Um, but yeah, it was yeah nice. Yeah, was that Charlie? Yeah, yeah, it definitely played in Canada on, and you know, I think Zinchenko. There's a, a screenshot that's going around. Um, and he's on by a good, a good six inches, uh, maybe a full foot. So yeah, that one wasn't as close. Yeah. Then um, as they, you know, like to say. So league leaders, we were the best team in the league right now. Um, then um, on to the next. I'm not I'm serious. Afolabi, Afolabi. Because I've seen, I've seen them really so far. I've seen them. Oh, God. I don't want you. I don't want. We don't want you, bro. Go and support your mid table team. This is. I don't. Well, don't. else is coming back. Okay, when you come back, come and talk to us. But right now, I do. I don't even want to hear your name. You guy, do you know what you've done to me in my life? Some of the PTSD or the trauma I'm going through right now in my life. <laughs> it's it's, Arsenal that did it. It's all. It's you. It's not Arsenal. It's you. <laughs> it's you. It's you. It's you. It's you. I wake up every morning and I curse you first. That's before I start. <laughs> I curse you. I curse Chelsea. I curse all of you. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Going on to the City versus Wolves game, the second team in the league, City. They today they started with Ederson, Rico Lewis, John Stones, Akonji, Laporte. Rodri and Gondogan in midfield, Mares, De Bruyne, Grealish, and Erling Haaland in attack. And I think I want to start with um, Rico Lewis. I don't think people are giving him enough praise for the fact that he's been thrown in as an 18-year-old into the starting lineup. And I think I saw um, John McKenzie of The Athletic today saying that he is not playing the inverted right-back position. He's playing the inverted center midfielder position. And it was actually, in a way, true. I saw him today and Basically, he was in the midfield almost throughout the game. And his passing was top-notch. I was seeing him scanning so many times for a young player that's, like, very, 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 very good. I don't know. What, what do you think about him, um, Scott? Um, yeah, I think he's, he's looking really good. And I, I'm actually – yeah, he's, you think about some of the, the young inverted fullbacks that are kind of coming into this league right now, um, and he's definitely up there. I, I mean, I think England's going to be in a, a really good spot. You think about – um, it's going to be an interesting battle, I think, between him and potentially, uh, like the, the name is Blinken um, from Chelsea, um, Rich James. Yeah, Rich James um, to be able to kind of play that hybrid kind of position, and yeah, I think it's really interesting to see 
all these different guys that are coming in playing almost as that, that exotic auxiliary midfielder instead yeah. of the, you know, the bombing overlapping fullback of old. Mm-hmm. Football, football is in a really good place for the next few years. Then Erling Haaland, a hat trick again. The guy's a machine, man. He's something else. I think he's he 25 league goals, 25 league goals, four hat tricks. Yeah, 25. 25 league goals, four hat tricks in all competitions for City. I think that's 31 goals in all competitions for City. Too. How how do you do that? This is 18 league games. He has already matched last season's Golden Boots winner, and he still has half of the season to go. Or 19 league games, rather. He still has half of the season to go. How do you stop him? Well, okay, sorry. Apart from Saliba and Gabriel, we all know how they will stop him. But for the rest of the defenders in the league, how do they stop him? What do you do? Afolabi, what do you think anybody should do? Well, there's nothing you can do for players like that. You just have to hope they are on a bad day when you play against them. Mm-hmm. And on the side note, I feel Alland can win the league for City mm-hmm. because that league between Arsenal and City is going to come, it's going to be tight. Yeah, and it might come to those matches between us at the end of the season. Okay. And by that time, you need, yeah, you need those just that last minute tapping, and you need superstars by the end. We saw it last season with City and Liverpool, so yeah. Arsenal should not slack yet. City are coming. <laughs> City are coming. Alan should be breaking that record. The, the league record. Of course. Of course. Of course. For the most goals in a season, a 38 game season. Yeah. How, how many goals is that? The most goals is, I think, 31. Is it not um, RVP and Salah? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but Salah and Suarez, I think so. Um, I think, yeah, and then also, uh, there's also in the 46 game season, I think, yeah, you got sure with the, the similar kind of goals too, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. But yeah, I think there's a, a good chance that he goes and breaks that record this year. But hopefully, he breaks the record while they come in second place. Exactly. <laughs> that would be that would be, <laughs> be good enough for me. <laughs> and I think at the end of the season, he will come out and say, "I got my goal." Tell them, <laughs> tell the rest to fix up. I, I scored forty goals. What do you What do you guys want from me? And I think there are a lot of people that are coming out to say. Um, is Alan the reason City are not good again? Is I I doubt, I doubt that somebody that has twenty five goals in eighteen or nineteen league games for you can possibly be the reason you are not good. I I really doubt it's that. Impossible. I, With I, that I, efficiency. Yeah, I doubt that. Then to the last game of the weekend, the mid table. Should do we have to do this game, Scott? Liverpool, Chelsea, those mid table teams. Do we have to do this game? I mean, it's still no. worth talking about, right? Yeah. Is it, should, we, should we do it? Do we need to do it? What? But magic, though. Magic, yeah, though. Okay, okay, okay. I give magic props. I give. I was. I was actually. I wanted when when he came on, I put on my hit cap and I wanted to hit. Then I think his first touch, he he miscontrolled his first touch or something like that. Then he went on that run where he he slept uh, Mirna on the floor. I think he went past um, Joe Gomez. I was very happy he hit the side netting. As me, he did not hit the side netting and he scored. That's the end of me watching football for this year. I am not watching football again because it would have been so so painful that day. But I was actually really really impressed with his um, with his cameo. Actually, then um, let's go to the starting lineup. Chelsea started with um, Kepa, Chaluba, Thiago Silva, Badiashili, Kukurela, Lewis Hall, Jorginho, Ziyech, Galaga, Mount, and Havertz. And he started with Lewis Hall in the midfield. I feel like why did he decide to go with Lewis Hall over? 
Um, I don't know. If Kovacic was injured at the last minute, but that was a bad, bad move from Portabot. Why did I'm not blaming Loftus is not fit, and in fact, Loftus, <laughs> you know, is the one watching them in training. Yeah. So Loftus, is going to get shipped out at this moment. Uh, so the problem we have, your staff is going to get shipped out. We have so many dead dudes. We have so many injuries at the same at the same time. Yeah. In fact, the injuries, if Arsenal had the injuries we had, we would not survive. No way. That's we why we've not spent now. the money you spent now. That's why we've not huh? spent the money. We've not spent the money you spent. No, that that's why. I'm telling you. We were having injuries last season and the season before that. I Especially you. Especially last season. You did not want to hear You said it. But those were our most important players. Those were our most important players. If Thiago Silva should get injured now, you know where you're going to be. But you did not want to hear anything last season. So I, I really don't want to hear any reason for... The injury that. was only party. But that was our most important player last year. Pate, Tierney. Those are our player. most important come players. On, come yes, on. now. You, you, Scott, who are our most important players last season? Who are Arsenal's most important players last season? Who were Arsenal's most important players? Yeah, last season. The- uh, I mean, I think you got to go uh, party... Uh, yeah, I think that's really those are the two main guys. Yeah, I think if you, I you're talking party and Jack, or sorry, party and uh, Saka would be our most yeah, important guys. Exactly. Then this year, I think yeah, you would have uh, added Jesus and Zinchenko to that list. Yeah. So you see, we had those players out, and you guys didn't want to hear anything. You guys just said Arsenal capitulated. That so, was different. Those two players. Okay, I've heard you. Yeah. I've heard you. But uh, um, going on, you guys. Um, but there's been a lot of Mount slander recently on Twitter and stuff. What's what's up with that? Actually, I, I think we don't need to rest about two, maybe two games because that's the problem I have. With, I don't know, maybe it's the injuries with some coaches. Like even players that play well, you still give them rest in cup games. So how come Avas has played fourteen, like and almost ten games in a row? He plays Sunday. Wednesday, Sunday, to just well, come on. And when the game is not going well, you won't sub him out. You won't sit him on the bench and try to bring him on second half. No, but I don't blame the coach too much. The injuries are just too much. You can't overcome them. Yeah, I'm not listening to anything. Mount just needs, Mount needs rest. Mount is going to come good. Don't worry. Okay. okay. To, although we have to face competition next season, we will buy some more midfielders. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's the problem I have. Some of this, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. And that's why I would prefer Declan Rice to, to go, go to a club like Arsenal. Because right. when you are a player, playing under, under Gary Southgate and and was um, and David Moyes. Yeah. There's just, you can't go, you can't go too far. Yeah, yeah. You can't show your full capability. You can't show your full, because of those type of coaches, the kind, just old school Old school kind of mentality. Yeah. So I think Mount Mount will, Mount will get better. Mount okay. will get better. But this time around, Chelsea are not being mediocre. We want to buy a Galactico team. So if Mount can't make it, that's it. It's like good. You guys are not playing well. We are fine <laughs> as well. We are fine everybody. Galactico team. Okay. okay. Scott, do you have a word for Umari Hutchinson? Uh-uh. Yeah. God, this guy is 18 years old. Please, leave, me leave me alone. Leave me alone. Why is he even making it to the pod? He's an underage guy. Scott, please, okay. do you have a word for Mario Hutchinson? 
<laughs> so, what's what's the question again? Do you, I said, do you have do you have a word for Omari Hutchinson? If you could see Omari Hutchinson right now, what would oh, you? Oh, I mean, I, I hope he got paid. That's really kind of the other thing that I'd say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think right. I, I I hope I hope he got paid because yeah, I don't know if he's really going to be servicing many minutes at Chelsea. He seems like he's getting buried now on the depth chart as mm-hmm. Chelsea goes and tries to buy every attacking player in the world. Okay. I, I do have I do have one question though. Is like ever going to buy like an actual midfield player or are they just going to like keep rolling out Jorginho and Gallagher and <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like, like yeah. do they just like pretend that midfield doesn't matter you know, you know the funny thing you know the funny thing about rival fans I can't believe they don't know they don't see how serious Todd Boyle is if you see Todd Boyle's MLB team uh, the um, early Dodgers you can see this guy this guy will do everything to win. When we need a mutual, he's going to get it. So I'm not bothered about that at all. Like, at all. Was the priority not to get a midfielder before getting... Huh? Was the priority not meant to be getting the, a midfielder? Have, What's that meant to be the priority? We have to do that quickly. We have to get yeah, to us, but we have to do that model deal quickly. Because what about of the non-Nimadrike too? An hijack. Non-Nimadrike is cheaper now. We actually... The problem we actually have a midfield target, but uh, Enzo Fernandez deal is a big deal, one twenty million. We can't get that through in January. Casado to try to get Casado. Brighton is insisting on seventy five million. Brighton are not selling that guy this this January. I'm sorry. So yeah, exactly. It's the January transfer window that is causing the problem. It's hard to get there January. No, nobody wants to sell. Summer people will be selling. Midfielders will be on the block in summer market. So I have. This season is gone for us. This season is gone for us. Yes. We know that. Mm-hmm. Although we might still have, we might still get a good Champions League. We might do well in the Champions League if we get likes of Kante back. We get oh. Kante back. Get Kovacic, James Chiwell. We can make a good one in the Champions. But but don't be surprised. Next season is good. You can see me playing for Chelsea next week because I don't know. My agent is calling me now. I don't know. It might be a bit from yeah. Chelsea. This Chelsea are signing everyone. It could be a bit of Chelsea. You could see me in London next week. Anyways. So you are going to have other ass now. It's money, bro. I need to get paid. Yeah. Jimmy, you can see Omari Hutchinson now. He's getting oh, paid now. You guys are bashing money. You guys are bashing money. You can see Omari Hutchinson. You guys have to change the background. I have to eat now. My family has to eat now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but then... then <laughs> If there's one advice I have for anybody around the world, it is life advice. So this is life advice. It goes to all areas of life. If you are eating, how you are living your life, this goes to all areas of life. Do not buy a winger from the Eredivisie. This is very serious life advice. (laughs) Very serious life. If you want to go far in life, don't buy a winger from the Eredivisie. Eh? Look at Kodigaku. Look at... um, that 100 million guy for Manchester United. What is this? I, I don't Look at Ziyech. Look at all of them, bro. I'm sure Noni Madwekic is going to be the same thing. But I think... um, why... Come on, Noni different. Noni different. Noni different. Okay, okay. Why? But why has, why has Klopp decided not to start Gakpo on his preferred... I, th- I think it was... Um, was he left wing? For... Mm-hmm. Yeah, why, is, why has he decided? Because against um, Chelsea, you were thinking... He, didn't, he played Gapo and Avi Elliott out of position just so that Salah could be in his preferred position. Why not play Gapo and Elliott 
Gapo on the left, Elliot on the right, and um, Salah through the middle, and have two players in their preferred position, and have only Salah out of position. Why not do that? Why did they decide to make those guys inconvenient? And I think um, Gapo has played four matches already, no goals, no assists, and I think he might be weighing down on his confidence already in the new league. He, I think they need to fix up right now. Then we've seen a massive decline in Fabinho. My God, a crazy decline. Crazy decline. They need they need to fix up. Then um, you guys heard about Klopp's comments about um as the Wenger's one thousand game. D- did anybody get that? Oh, I think I've lost everyone. Anyone there? Why am I still living in Nigeria? Are you, uh, no, it's not wrong. It's not wrong about the comments. Is it? Is he wrong? What no, no. It was taking a bit out of context, actually. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Why do you have to mention another person's name for your own failure? Why? That's like trying to shift everybody's attention to what is going on from him to another person now. I enjoyed the interview because it took me uh, back to a good time. Why will you not enjoy the interview? Yeah. Is it not a star slander? <laughs> is that star slander? I We tore them up. Uh, okay, that was good. So that was the uh, okay. The weekend is not over yet. Um, there's still Tottenham versus Fulham tomorrow. Um, so that will be the end of the game week. Then Tottenham. What happened to your Conte now, Afalabi? You were like Conte is the best thing since bread and butter. Is this? Is that? Is better than? Um, yeah, that's those were the things you said. Now those were the words you used for you me. Just don't, you don't respect Conte. You were the one disrespecting him, and I said give him a little bit of his props. No, I'm not giving He's a top manager. You, you know Conte is a top manager. Well, I'm not uh, saying he was the best manager, <laughs> but he's a top manager. I think, um, the, anyhow, I think our time is up. I, last question. Is, is Scott, are you still there? Yep, I'm still here. Okay, which, which, which is the manager that you think will be fired first from the league this season? From the Premier League? Uh-huh. I mean, I think it's got to be Frank Lampard is probably the next guy who's gone. <laughs> the Chelsea like, legend. He's been like... <laughs> I fired by the time this is actually out there, you know, released. Because I think he's yeah, at that 24-hour mark of, you know, somebody who's there. Um, I think Dave Moyes probably bought himself a little bit more time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think those are the two guys that are probably on the, the hottest Right now, okay. I feel like, about you? It's just in one in one word. Chelsea, Chelsea legend is going to get sacked first. Why? Yeah, uh, so, and then uh, only two jobs before I get sacked. Well, thank you guys. That you was, guys are that that on, was the end of a fantastic weekend of football. As now, what? City, City won two, Chelsea drew, and um, Tottenham still play tomorrow. United lost. So, thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for coming on, Scott. Thank you, Afalabi. Hope to see you guys again next so week. Hasta win the league. <laughs> Have a nice weekend, everyone. <laughs> bye bye. Bye.